Radio Mix, broadcasting to the world from the south of Spain. Good evening and welcome to another edition of It's a Way of Life here on Radio Mix. Tonight we're taking a look at four of the biggest bands of the 60s and beyond. I've taken one single release from the first five years of each of these bands, starting in 1962 and ending in 1969. First up of the four is the Fab Four, the Beatles, who were regarded as the most influential band of all time. Rooted in skiffle, beat and 1950s rock and roll, their sound incorporated elements of classical music and traditional pop in innovative ways. As pioneers in recording, songwriting and artistic presentation, the Beatles revolutionised many aspects of the music industry and were often publicised as leaders of the era's youth and social-cultural movements. Manager Brian Epstein moulded them into a professional act and producer George Martin guided and developed their recordings, greatly expanding their domestic success after this, their first hit, Love Me Do, in late 1962. Moving into 1963 and what was the third single from the Beatles and their first number one on what was to become the official UK singles chart, but the second after Please Please Me on most other singles charts published in the UK at the time. This is From Me To You. Got on. 
The same year as the Beatles were releasing From Me To You, a new five-piece were covering tracks by the likes of Muddy Waters, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Howling Wolf and Bo Diddley. The Rolling Stones played their first gig at the Marquee Club in London on the 12th of July 1962 and manager Andrew Lug Oldman started marketing the band as a nasty counterpoint to the Beatles by having the band posed unsmiling on the cover of their first album and he also encouraged the press to use provocative headlines such as Would You Let Your Daughter Marry a Rolling Stone? Their first single released in June 1963 was a cover of the Chuck Berry song Come On. It went to number 21 on the UK singles chart. Everything's wrong since me and my baby parted All day long I'm walking cause I couldn't get my car started Later from my job and I can't afford to check it I wish somebody come along and run it to it and wreck it Come on, since me and my baby parted Come on, I can't get started Come on, I can't afford to check it I wish somebody come along and run it to it and wreck it Everything is wrong since I've been without you Every night I live with thinking about you Every time I fall Sounds like thunder, some stupid guy trying to reach another number Come on, since I've been without you, come on Always thinking about you, come on Phone sounds like thunder, some stupid guy trying to reach another number Everything is wrong since I last saw you, baby I really want to see you out don't me, maybe I'm doing everything Trying to make you see That I belong to you, honey You belong to me Come on I wanna see you, baby Come on I don't mean maybe Come on I'm trying to make you see That I belong to you And you belong to me Come on I gotta see you, baby Come on I don't mean maybe Come on I've got to make you see that I belong to you and you belong to me. And come on, come on, come on, come on. 1964 saw the emergence of a new four-piece band from London. Starting out as the Detours, they changed their name to The Who before meeting manager Peter Meaden. Meaden decided that the group would be ideal to represent the growing mod movement in Britain, which involved fashion, scooters and music genres such as rhythm and blues, soul and modern jazz. He renamed the group The High Numbers, dressed them up in mod clothes, secured an audition with Fontana Records and wrote the lyrics to their first release, Zoot Suit. The hippiest number in town And I tell you why I tell you why I'm the snappiest dresser Right down to my inch wide tie And to get you wise I'll explain to you You are the things That a face is supposed to do I wear a suit, suit jacket With side bands five inches long Five inches long I have two-tone rogue all the rest, yeah, you know this is wrong. No, this is wrong. But the main thing is, unless you're a fool, ah, you know you gotta know, yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta be cool. Salts can plainly see, plainly see. So the action lies with all of you guys. It's how you look in the other, the other, yeah, the other cat's eyes. But don't you see? But don't you see? But don't you see now? But don't you see now? Come on, baby. Zoot Suit failed to reach the top 50 and the band soon resorted to calling themselves The Who. 
In the same year, the Beatles were releasing their sixth single, and it was to become the fourth highest selling record of the entire 1960s. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. Bobby and Shirley Womack wrote It's All Over Now in 1964 and it was first released by the Valentinos featuring Bobby on lead guitar and vocals. The Valentinos original version of the song was played to the Rolling Stones during their first North American tour in June 1964 and nine days later the Stones had recorded their version which went to number one in the UK singles chart.
We move on into 1965 and the first song by the fourth of our four bands, and sadly the one with the shortest history, founded in 1965 and folding in 1969. The original lineup consisted of Steve Marriott, Ronnie Lane, Kenny Jones and Jimmy Winston, with Ian McLagan replacing Winston as the band's keyboardist in 1966. The Small Faces was one of the most acclaimed and influential mod groups of the 1960s and would evolve into one of the UK's most successful psychedelic bands until they folded in 69. The band signed a management contract with management impresario Don Arden and they were in turn signed to Decca Records for recording. They released a string of high-energy mod soul singles on that label and their debut single in 1965 was What You Gonna Do About It, a top 20 UK singles chart hit. In 1965, The Who released possibly their most iconic single, a record that would become an anthem for more than one generation. The song was named the 11th greatest song by Rolling Stone on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, and it became part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll, and it's inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame for historical, artistic and significant value. We're of course talking about My Generation. Cause we get around Talking about my generation Things they do look awful Talking about my generation I might die before I get old Talking about my generation It's my generation Check my generation, baby Why don't you all fade away Dig what we all s- s- say. Trying to cause a big s- s- sensation. Just talking about my t- t- generation. What we all s- 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 
Meanwhile, in the same year, I Can't Get No Satisfaction was released by the Rolling Stones in the US. In the UK, the song initially was played only on pirate radio stations because its lyrics were considered too sexually suggestive, but it would later become the Rolling Stones' fourth number one in the United Kingdom.
In April of 65, the Beatles released their seventh consecutive number one in the UK, a song that was included on their 1965 album Help and marked a progression in the Beatles' work through the incorporation of drone and harder-sounding instrumentation relative to their previous releases. Among music critics, Ian MacDonald described the song as a psychologically deeper than anything the Beatles had recorded before and extraordinary for his time. This is Ticket to Ride. So we move into 1966 and the last of my Beatles tracks tonight. Paperback Writer was released as the A-side of their 11th single in May 1966 and it topped the singles charts in the United Kingdom, the United States, Ireland, West Germany, Australia, New Zealand and Norway.
the seventh track on the Who's debut album, My Generation, was to be released as a single almost six months after it appeared on the album, and would go on to be an anthem for the band and mod culture. This is The Kids Are Alright. I don't mind other guys dancing with my girl That's fine, I know them all pretty well But I know sometimes I must get out in the line Better leave her behind with the kids are alright The kids are alright May 66 saw the Rolling Stones release Paint It Black. Contemporary reviews at the time were mixed. Some music critics believe its sitar sound was an attempt to copy the Beatles. Retrospectively, critics have considered Paint It Black more favourably, with Rolling Stone ranking it one of the greatest songs of all time. A chart success for the Stones, the song spent 11 weeks, including two at number one, on the US Billboard Hot 100, and spent a total of 21 weeks, including one atop the chart in the UK singles chart. Into black. 
green seagull turn a deeper blue I could not foresee this thing happening to you Sha La 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 Lee was the third song released by The Small Faces, recorded in December 1965 and released on January 28, 1966. It reached number three in the UK singles chart. It was also the first single to feature Ian McLagan on keyboards. The song was written by Kenny Lynch and Mort Schumann and despite its success, the band never really liked the song and felt it did not represent their sound, which was more R&B and soul orientated. This situation would ultimately end in Marriott becoming so disenchanted that he would leave the Small Faces in 1969 in a bid to be seen as a serious musician and form his next group, the heavier rock and blues sounding Humble Pie. Yeah. 
Let's stay with the small faces as we move into 1967 and one of my all-time favourite songs. Tin Soldier was originally written by Steve Marriott for singer P.P. Arnold, but Marriott liked it so much he kept it for himself. P.P. Arnold can be heard singing backing vocals on the song and also performed as a guest singer at television recordings of the song. The song singled the return to the band's R&B roots while continuing their forays into psychedelic rock and other musical experiments. In 1997, some 30 years after the song's original release, Mojo voted Tin Soldier the 10th best single of all time in a reader's poll. The poll placed it ahead of anything by The Who or The Rolling Stones. Talking of the Stones, this is their last song from me tonight. Originally released as a double A side with Ruby Tuesday in January 1967, Let's Spend the Night Together reached number three in the UK charts. Let's spend the night together Now I need you more than 
song to be released as a single from the Who's 1967 album The Who Sent Out was I Can See For Miles. Originally written in 1966, Pete Townsend held it back as the ace in the hole, believing it would be The Who's first number one single. He's quoted as saying, To me, it was the ultimate Who record, yet it didn't sell. I spat on the English record buyer.
The next and last Who song tonight was originally written during the time their debut album My Generation was being recorded in 1965, but was not recorded until 1968. It's become one of the band's most popular songs and has been a constant staple, although when released the record only reached number 26 in the UK and number 25 in the US. Let's all go for a ride on the magic bus.
One track left from 1968 and of course it's from The Small Faces. Against the band's wishes, track 6 from the band's concept album Ogden's Nut Gone Flake was released as a single. Written by The Small Faces songwriting duo of Steve Marriott and Ronnie Lane, Lazy Sunday features Marriott singing large parts of the song in a greatly exaggerated Cockney accent. He did this partly due to an argument he had with the Hollies, who said that Marriott had never sung in his own accent. The song reached number two in the UK charts. Wouldn't it be nice to get on with me neighbours? But they make it very clear they've got no room for ravers. So, just one more track to go tonight, and it's another from The Small Faces. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Four of the biggest UK bands from the 60s. Yes, there were other contenders, the Kinks, the Animals, to name but two. Maybe that's another show. Who knows? Before I sign off tonight, please go visit our sponsors at www.liquidatingmusic.com. If you're into ska, rock, steady and reggae, this is a place you need to be. After Glow of Your Love was released as a single in 1969 and reached number 36 in the UK charts. The song was originally simply titled Afterglow on the album on which it first released in May 1968, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. In March 69, the Small Faces officially broke up, with Steve Marriott going on to form Humble Pie with Peter Frampton and Greg Ridley. Their manager and proprietor of the record label, Andrew Luke Oldham, quickly released Afterglow as the final single without the group's permission. Now called Afterglow of Your Love, this soulful power ballad appeared in a noticeably different, slightly sped up mix from the version that originally appeared on Ogden's, removing the song's acoustic introduction and adding a longer instrumental coda. And I think it's brilliant. Have a great night everybody.
Keep my 